everyone, this is episode 573 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, January 7th, 2019. I'm your host, Mark Nez, and today, this is probably going to be a short episode because there's not all that much to talk about, and I don't think any real news has happened since it's still the beginning of the year, and I haven't played much outside of Yakuza 0, which I've started for Attack the Backlog. And I'm almost nine hours in, I think, and I feel like I've got so much more to do with that game. It may end up being longer than all of the previous uh, games I've played combined when I when I when all is said and done, because uh, I'm in chapter four, I think now. And it just it just keeps going and going. I'm I'm so shocked by how much just reading and dialogue is in there. There's just so much talking, and it's really weird how it's set up in that there are regular cutscenes, then there are like in-game cutscene kind of things, then there are these ones that are cutscenes but they're like motion free they're more like motion comics in a way where they're just little movements here and there then there are bits where you're just reading the text there's no spoken like it's just there's just so many ways in which this thing is spitting its story at you and there's so much of it and when i'm going to a main story mission there'll be so many little side activities along the way oh this girl she's just standing here she won't go home because she wants this stupid squirrel doll and then these Guys are coming after her. They want to kidnap her. And I'm like, no, no, no. And she's like, I want this doll. And then I go and win it in a a claw machine game. Then there was this cult I had to infiltrate. And then I beat the shit out of their guru, who was a little dweeby idiot. Um, And it's just really crazy. And I don't know how I feel about it just yet. Because I played the Yakuza games on PS2. And I really enjoy them, but it's been so long since I played them that I don't remember them all that well. And I've always wanted to get back into the series, but they're just such... uh, The investment you need to put into them, the time investment, is so high. And it makes it... it It's just... There's a lot in it. And it has a very, very slow start. Um, You know, maybe like three four hours before it kind of opens up but there's just there's just so much in it and it's i feel like if i were to look at my play time and everything or just like look at the the videos and everything and calculate it all i think there's more off time than on time in terms of gameplay versus uh cutscene dial or whatever reading any of that stuff uh I think there's more of that so that it's, I guess, kind of an interactive novel in a way that you occasionally walk around in this wonderfully recreated uh, versions of, uh, there are multiple cities, uh, areas, Um, but yeah, that'll be a fun episode to record when I get around to it, whenever I finish this damn game, because I know there are at least 12 chapters, I'm pretty sure, so Oh, I've still got plenty of time ahead of me. And some of these chapters feel really short. It's just that 
you get sidetracked doing these side missions, whatever. It's just like I can't say no to someone that I come across, and I will always get into a fight. Even if somebody isn't on the map and they're like blip blip and they see me, I will see dudes that I'm like, they're clearly trouble. I'm going to bump into them and piss them off so that I can whip out my bat and beat the shit out of them. Uh, I, I really I love uh, Majima so much. Uh, Keru is fine, but I, I think what makes Keru uh, enjoyable is when he's put into these weird situations or funny situations being the straight man. Most of the time, when you take him to a dance club or whatever and you see him dance, it's ridiculous. Or when you do karaoke and then it puts you into the music video, basically. Which, in both those cases, I love them. But the fact that you have to still press these buttons in time with the notes and all that kind of stuff. It is annoying because it just means I can't focus on the ridiculous things that are happening behind the button inputs that I'm much more interested in. I don't give a shit about scoring points in these games or watching them or playing them. I want to see the crazy, ridiculous thing happening behind the scenes. Um, and I love that when he sees a new fighter doing something, a new technique that he ends up learning, it zooms into his face and goes, you're rad. Or he, no, he doesn't say you're rad. He says, that's rad. And uh, I enjoy that. So that'll be fun when I... Whenever the hell I finish it. I'm, I'm very curious to see how long of a game it is for me. Because it seems like the consensus on how long to beat is 33-ish hours or something along those lines. And it's funny too, looking at people, it's like, I beat it in 35 hours. I had 14% completion and I'm just like, what the shit is this? Oh my god, that's ridiculous. But I mean, side activities, I've come across ones that I think are in the 90s. So, And some of them are really short. They're like maybe five minutes. Um, and others will go on for longer periods of time. But um, I'm, ex I'm excited to play more of it. But other than that, I've been playing a lot more Into the Breach again on the Switch. Just past the 100 hour mark, which feels really good. And I'm just going through the game now, trying to mop up all of the achievements so I can unlock the final Vex squad and all of that. Um, I, I, I've I, said my piece about Into the Breach plenty of times. Amazing game. Game of the year. Game of the generation. One of the greatest games of all time. I think it's worth checking out. doesn't mean you're going to love it. Uh, you have to like tactics game. So if you've played games like Advanced Wars, or I guess I'm not as versed in Fire Emblem as I should be, but I think it's a somewhat similar style, but this is much more confined to a smaller space, and it's much more uh, like chess or the Duke or whatnot. Um, and if you've played Into the Breach and you really like it, I highly recommend checking out the board game The Duke. It is very akin to it, and it's very, very good. I don't think many people have played it, but it's great. And if you like chess, if you haven't played Into the Breach, but you like chess, The Duke is worth checking out. Um, it'll make you think. And it's a, it's a good time. But uh, in addition to that, I've played both of the Williams collections for Pinball FX. I, I played these uh, a little while ago. And I just kept forgetting to talk about them. And I wish I was more articulate when it came to talking about pinball. I'm just a casual pinball fan. I don't get pinball and how people are actually good at it. And tilting the table and being able to hit these precision shots like... 
I'm just, it all goes over my health. I just like to hit the ball and get my high score, and that's it. I will never be anywhere near the top of the top. I won't even be near the bottom of the top or the middle or anything. I just, I, I enjoy pinball because it's got a lot of flashing lights, and there's a lot of color and sounds, and having the ball, like the, the, the weight of the ball and it hitting uh various things on the table it's fun it's enjoyable it's satisfying i don't need to be good at pinball to enjoy it i I think that's what makes pinball as a game both digitally and physically such a great thing is that you don't have to be good at it to enjoy it whereas i think with like arcade games you have to be kind of good like you can't play asteroids or uh galaga miss pac-man etc and die within seconds and have a good time but i guess you could say the same for pinball if you lose the ball in a few seconds it's not gonna be a good time but i i think it's much easier to have a good time with pinball regardless of your skill level than with traditional video games um but i don't there's just something a little bit off about them compared to in the pinball arcade uh, the pinball arcade versions, which I own all those tables. I bought every one of those packs, so I have uh, all those tables there. Sure, it's a visual improvement, and I immediately turned off all of the the score, uh, the on-screen score things, because I guess it never bothered me with the pinball FX regular tables, the ones that they would create for various licenses and stuff, and I don't know why it never bothered me there but when i started playing these real tables it it just was so distracting and it made me really annoyed because i wanted to see the table and i just kept seeing all these numbers pop all over the screen and they were just covering everything and i was like i want to see this table and so i turned those off immediately i was happy that you could do that i was concerned for a second that you couldn't and yes the, the tables look really good and it feels like pinball fx but that is kind of the problem it feels like pinball fx and there's something that's feels a little weird about playing these tables with the pinball fx engine and maybe it's that i'm just used to playing them with the pinball arcade engine and and that's it i don't know it's something that I, i want to i need to put more time into them and just go back and forth with the specific tables to really see what it is and maybe it'll grow on me with pinball fx i don't know but you know if if you don't own them for pinball arcade yeah get them here because pinball fx is still great and it's great pinball and these tables feel good and they look great but for me owning both versions i'm still gonna stick with pinball arcade for my you know uh simulation whatever of real pinball tables uh but then yeah other than that i just i got pretty annoyed talking about red dead redemption 2 again today uh what would push me over the edge because i've talked about this plenty of times and i'm sorry for everyone who's listened and heard me talk about it forever what just annoyed me was something along the lines when talking to a few people over at the player one podcast discord 
was when I was talking about how, you know, I'm somebody who defends people being disappointed in the game. I don't think it's a masterpiece. And this debate, whatever you want to call it, came up when talking about the game, uh, the Giant Bomb Game of the Year awards and all that, where I was talking, because I've been very adamant about how annoying I found Alex specifically to be during the most disappointing award, where Dan was being very adamant that he thinks Red Dead should be on the list because it is the most disappointing game he's ever played. And I was happy that it ended up on the list. And I was just, I found Alex to be incredibly dismissive and childish and just really shitty in the way he was putting Red Dead on this pedestal as if it was this infallible game, this perfect thing that can't possibly be disappointing to someone else. And anyone who feels that way is wrong and their feelings are worthless. I don't care about them. Forget them. It can't possibly be a disappointing game if it's also, you know, a game of the year game. It can't it can't be both. Yes, it fucking can. Anything can. That's ridiculous. And to make that kind of argument when you know, you know, the outside world there's a lot of disappointment for Red Dead uh, Red Dead is ridiculous. And to, to, I'm sure like you'd go back and say, well, this isn't not, you know, the industry or the audience's game of the year list or most disappointing. Like this is the giant bomb staffs lists uh, and awards. Well, you clearly have one staff member who thinks it's the most disappointing game they've played ever. And you're going to dismiss that and just say no. And, and, and the thing is, People have said that Dan wasn't being that articulate or wasn't really putting a lot of points as to why it was so disappointing for him. I don't think that's the case. He, he could have been a bit more articulate and, and explained it a bit more. But that doesn't matter because Alex at no point was taking what he said and arguing against the things that Dan said. He was just being, nope, uh-uh, I can't. I can't live with it being on this list. Nope, not going to happen. I just can't do it. He wasn't even saying why. He was just like, nope, I can't do it. Me, me, me. He was just being a little spoiled little piece of shit kid that really was aggravating the hell out of me. And Vinny was a champ. He was just like, Vinny was me, but without losing his cool. Because in that scenario, I think I would have inevitably ended up, ended up losing my cool. Because I have a temper. And that's that's a problem. But I do my best to keep it in check and sometimes i do that by just uh tuning out and leaving a conversation or an argument and some people will say like oh you're just gonna step away and i'm like yeah because i i know that i can escalate this in all the wrong ways and i kind of i didn't exactly do that in, in this this discussion over on, on the discord but Somebody, um, I, I can't pronounce the name, it's like Moj, I'm just going to go Moj, but um, what he said that bothered me so much is that, uh, I, it was something along the lines of, I understand opinions and all, but the design of the game is fucking trash. So he basically said, I understand opinions, but your opinion is wrong. He was immediately dismissive of my opinion that I love Red Dead Redemption 2. I love it. And I don't think it is a poorly designed game. I think it is a very purposefully designed game. The The way it's designed is with a lot of intent. It's not designed in a way that I guess a lot of new current games are where it's much more about just 
giving the the player control over everything you know there is no fast travel anywhere which is in there so that you have all these experiences on the way to various missions and i like that because as important as the story is to the game the story that happens organically when you are in the world is as is, is as much important as the actual story and i loved all those parts it's what made the experience so enjoyable for me is experiencing this world that felt really alive and lived in and coming across these strangers or seeing a three-star animal be like i'm gonna get that animal and get a skin or seeing a house and going up to it and, and then having a little side story for 30 minutes with this crazy family who robs me and then puts me in a ditch and then i get back and sneak in and, and murder them and all these things like i enjoyed all that i think the shooting feels good it's is it the best shooter out there no but I think compared to other third-person shooters, I think it feels pretty good. I like the the weight of the bullets and the impact they make on enemies and, and the enemies' reactions to being hit. It's very satisfying. There's a lot of weight to it compared to something like Uncharted, which is one of the worst third-person shooters, but it feels so much better than that. But even looking at stuff like Saints Row or um, the Red Faction games, um, even previous rockstar games i think it feels better um you know um and i don't have a problem with the character movement outside of being in the camp i think the camp it's a little frustrating that you can only walk around um but outside of camp i didn't have a problem with it it was fine for me um i liked the systems in it and that they aren't super uh annoying to deal with like the hunger and all that kind of stuff like if you don't eat it's not a problem it isn't not a problem at all i liked having the beard and the facial hair and all that stuff grow over time and stuff like that i was fine with the mission design it's not the most creative mission design out there you know they don't they don't do a lot of new things but outside of missions failing because AI teammates die, uh, which is can be annoying, but that that only really happens if you are not being a part of the group, which is that that's the tricky thing about that particular part of the game is that I feel like the game really pushes you towards looting everyone. Can't do that on missions because then the, the 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 AI is just too stupid. They can't defend themselves. They will get killed. Or if you aren't within the vicinity or you go a little bit off it'll be mission failure which is stupid but outside of that i had plenty of fun with missions i think the what garma whatever that whole thing in chapter five or whatever which is a spoiler thing but that subplot that is very brief terrible that is by far the worst part of the game but for me i loved my time with the game is it a perfect game no is it a piece of shit game? No, it's not a piece of shit. Um, you, you don't like it, that's fine. But I do, and that's fine. A game can be both. A game can be great and terrible. It just depends on who's playing it. Um, you know, th There's no game that is universally bad. I will not say that. Because even a game that I hate, I, I you know, that I think 
is pretty bad and a lot of people the majority of people will dislike there will be people out there who like it and that's fine i'm not going to shit on somebody for liking something that most people don't or whatever i don't care it doesn't matter to me what somebody else thinks of this or that a lot of people shit all over nickelback i don't like nickelback but if somebody likes nickelback i don't care it doesn't matter it doesn't affect me at all and i think that's something that bothers me in a lot of things is just that for the most part a lot of people's opinions or whatever they don't affect you so who gives a shit um i don't want to get political but like like abortion pro-life versus pro-choice i'm 100 percent pro-choice but i think this wouldn't change a lot of people's opinions who are pro-life but i think people forget that being pro-choice does not mean you're pro-abortion it doesn't mean oh yeah you're all for abortions it just means you're pro a woman's choice a woman's right to choose whatever the fuck they do with their own body it's not your body why should you be able to tell them what they can or cannot do so just fucking get over it i like it, it drives me nuts that whole debate it just like you know being pro-choice does not mean oh i'm for abortions in all cases you know i'm not a huge fan of abortions as a uh you know uh contraceptive post uh it happening but whatever if that's what they want to do that's fine it's not my body it's not my right to tell them what they can or cannot do that's it's up to them um so whatever i like i'm not going to tell someone what they can or cannot do you know outside of doing something that affects other people and whatever I don't want to get back into the, the whole thing. Like, oh, it's, it, once it, it happens, it's a life in there. But, but, you know, unless you're doing something that actively hurts another person, do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. I think feet are disgusting. Do you have a foot fetish? Go wild. Suck on all the toes you want. I don't care. Doesn't bother me. Um, I don't know. I don't know where the hell I'm going with any of this. But, like, on the opposite end, I don't like spider-man i think spider-man probably the best spider-man game ever made but is it a great just game no i do not think so and part of why i'm hesitant to even say it's like oh it's a good game it's just it's so similar to the games that have come before i want to say iterative but i feel like that's the wrong word i'm, I'm getting so agitated with myself that i i can't think straight but playing through spider-man I thought, oh, the story is fine, it, but it's by no means the best story I've seen or, or, or heard or read of Spider-Man. There have been a lot of better stories in comics, in film. You know, I think Spider-Man 2 is way better. I think Homecoming is way better. You know, I just found the story to be okay. It didn't really do much for me, and I didn't think there was anything particularly special in what was going on the acting was fine it was good the acting is good the acting is good but then in terms of the gameplay yeah the swinging feels really good right that's wonderful now tell me what else i'm supposed to enjoy in this fucking city are there a lot of creative mission designs and side missions and attack uh, activities and crimes to tackle in the city no there's nothing special oh you can go do a car chase whoop de doo i've done that in other spider-man games oh there's some muggers they're robbers i can go beat them up and save people whoa amazing i've played that i've done that before whoop de fucking do 
oh, if you want to do these science things, you can swing through smog and collect samples or collect pigeons. Get the fuck. That shit was fucking terrible. The mission design of the game, all the stealth ones, garbage. Other than the one, spoilers, where you're telling Spidey, oh, go do this thing. That was okay. But outside of that one, the stealth missions were fucking awful. And just every other mission was just like, whatever. I'm not, none of the missions were all that fun. There were a few that were like, oh, this is okay. But I didn't find the game to be particularly exciting. Yeah, I liked swinging around, sure. Especially at nighttime. The, the recreation of New York City at night was gorgeous. It was beautiful. And and just swinging around in the, in the game itself is very, very pretty. It's a very, very well-polished Spider-Man game. But it's it doesn't transcend Spider-Man. Or, like, it does, like, I don't even think... I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. I just ranted for... A whole bunch of time and threw abortion in there in the middle for some fucking reason. Oh, great. Wonderful. Uh, anywho, outside of that, I've been watching some current uh, winter 2019 anime, which I'm not going to talk about here. I've posted two reviews so far for first episodes. You can see those on YouTube. That is youtube.com slash pixelated sausages. And I'll be posting a few more probably later today. Um... So yeah, the, uh, I'm like I said, I'm not gonna waste anyone's time here. If you want to see reviews for this episode or that episode, you can just watch them there. And of course, I'm just a fucking bull right now, and I see red, and that red is fairy tale, and I just want to charge through it and get it out of the way. I'm at like episode seventy of the 2014. Like that show is just awful. It is so bad. It has got to be the worst shonen series long-running series that is out there i i just i can't i don't understand the appeal of it because it just is it is so bad on so many levels i just i can't think of anything other than the music which i still really enjoy uh being enjoyable about that thing the care like it's just such a mess it is a mess and one thing i really hate too about is that this is something that bothered me with Dragon Ball Z um, is that they will reiterate and then just catch you up on what happened in the last episode in the following episode. And what I hated about that with Dragon Ball Z is that it could take up the first five or so minutes. In Fairy Tale, I think at times it's gotten close to almost eight minutes where they are just rehashing shit from the last episode literally just taking the scenes and being like oh remember this thing that happened last fucking episode i don't need that that is such a waste of time um whatever and like the filler is so horrible it's the worst filler there are times where the series is trying to be serious when a character's had all her clothing but a little bit ripped off and I see her giant breasts in my face, and she's having this serious speech where she's trying to motivate everyone, and I'm supposed to take this serious? Get the fuck out of here. Every time the show tries to be serious, and it's like, oh, we're going to have this moving dialogue, and it's going to make you feel all good. It's like, get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Whatever. This is this has been an episode, eh? Real, real great episode, God. Hopefully... A few people are still like, eh, it's okay. I still like you enough. 
Anywho, if you do still like me enough, you can remember my name, which is Mark Krishnez. Uh, y'all can find me on Twitter, pretty much everywhere, at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to watch the video versions of this year's show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to YouTube.com slash Sausage and watch both of them over there. And if you'd like to check out my art, you can go over to PXSArt.com. And if you see something you like, click the link. It'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away. And with that said, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye.